This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. This podcast may contain explicit language. We are giggling because oh, yeah. Anand just cracked, cracked <laughs> a very uh, politically incorrect joke, but we are not going to repeat that joke because yes, thank you. we are all the time cracking politically incorrect jokes. Soon we should also crack them on air, but then as soon as our, just before our heads are cracked by our audiences. <laughs> this is Hafta, Namaskar, I'm Abhirandan Sekhri, Angrez Apna Lagan, and News Laundry Apna Hafta Nahi Chhodte, when the public pays, the public is served, when advertisers pay, Address are served, subscribe and pay to keep news free and also listen to our new podcast. Look, we started two podcasts in one One is a podcast called Charcha, which is hosted by our executive editor Atul. It's the Hindi version of Hafta. And we have just started a podcast called Reporters Without Orders. You heard of Reporters Without Orders? Just in French, we say Reporters Sans Frontières. Sans Frontières. In French, there is no angle in French. Okay? But ours is not called Reporters It's called Reporters Without Orders. Where our entire team of reporters who are young, excited, enthusiastic, bright minds sit around and discuss stuff like we discuss except there's a more energetic and on-ground perspective. Ours is the wine and cheese perspective, as Shekhar Gupta says. <laughs> so, let me introduce the panel to you. Um, we have, after a brief illness and a brief holiday, Anand Ranganathan, our consulting editor. Wonderful to have you back, Anand. Thank you. Hello. Happy Are you New recovered? Year. Health fine? Yeah, kind of. Delhi ki sardi is the shittiest thing on earth, isn't it? Delhi ki sardi ne bimar ni kiya. Ye masuri ki sardi ne jada bimar kar. Chalo. But do you like the winter? Yeah, I love the winters. Yeah. All of you are mad. Yeah. Last time also everyone liked the winter. I don't know how anyone can like the winter. Anyway. Hello, Manisha. Hi. Sitting there in her mustard-colored shawl. Looks like kajol popping out of the fields of mustard. Is it? In Dilwale Dulhaniya Le Jayenge. Mustard or saffron? It's kind of saffron actually. It's it close yo- to saffron. I thought it was Yogi Adityanath sitting next to you. Yeah. If this is saffron, you guys are colorblind. This is more saffron than mustard. This, this is mustard. mustard. What are you saying? Mustard is slightly yellow. This is Bengali mustard. Punjabi mustard is that bright, <laughs> is that bright yellow? Bengali mustard is slightly dull colored, but it has oh. a better twang. Anyway, Raman looking at us, uh, saying that can we get on with it? <laughs> yeah, I, I see that in my absence, nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> and Raman is also back. You were also in the hills, Raman. Yeah, I was in the hills. How was it there? Colder than this? Yeah, it was colder. It was minus two in uh, Mukteshwar. Whoa. But bright sunlight, good bright sunlight. Sun. So, yeah. so when it's minus two, if you like want ice in your drink, you just spit. If How you keep work? the water outside, it will become uh, okay. snow. Okay, <laughs> hey, Ram. <laughs> on the rocks. Do, do, do. Anyway, hey. uh, and joining us from Chandigarh is Rachna Khera, who is currently working with the Tribune in Chandigarh. She's been there for four years since 2013. She was previously with ANI in Delhi. She's worked in various parts of the country. And recently she's in the news because there is an FIR against her. So welcome, Rachna. You've been in the news. You have an FIR against you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. What is happening against you? If you action, you will do something, then you will do something. You will do something But uh, I'm sure so I'm hopeful that the Great. So we'll just discuss that, Rachna. But before that, I'll just give our listeners a quick uh, menu of what we'll be talking about. The things we'll definitely be talking about in this podcast. 
will be the wall to wall coverage of a rally that attracted i think 3 or 400 people in the central part of delhi we will be discussing the jadhav case the quint piece which spoke about um, uh, a particular person who's incarcerated in pakistan being Kulbushan a spy jadhav, yeah. and uh, i have a take on it which will not entirely be popular but i'd just like to see what the panel says on that uh, we'll be talking about the aadhar uh, bit which rachna is going to give us more on and i'll be talking about a republic's war on uh, mewani republic's war with abp republic's war with sanity and just republic's wars in general but before i get to all that rachna um this i mean first of all regarding this aadhar story um is there any suggestion that they will withdraw the fir is that is that a possibility or a likelihood now since they have realized that there were loopholes which they tried to plug it today by announcing the virtual aadhar uh, card system hmm. uh i'm i suppose that uh, they are on their way to uh, you know to withdraw the fir and i'm sure that uh, that will that will happen soon okay for our audience the context was rachna did a story where she showed how unsecure the aadhar data was and if i'm correct their defense was the biometric data is not accessible only the other email address phone number is accessible is that right that was their defense Yes that's right. Now um the other defense was that whatever access you had you had to have an aadhar number to get that access right could you just clarify that for our listeners since you did the story wh- what is that muddy water there that it's See, not the, yeah. the according to that software which we managed uh, you know to purchase uh, from the black market that's pirated software hmm. in that software uh, there were the the information is like this that if you put any aadhar number hmm. in it so you get the demographic graphic, graphic details of the person whose aadhar number you have uh, you know filled in that right. that uh, column yeah hmm. so once you fill the aadhar number then uh, you can see the photograph the telephone number hmm. the complete address along with the pin number hmm. pin code the uh, you know the name of the guardian like the father or the mother Right. So all these details along with that there was a small window on the left side if you see the dashboard and in that window the information about the complete upgradation like you know as to how many times you have upgraded your aadhar card in terms of mobile numbers or addresses they were also mentioned so the entire def- uh, this entire uh, you know demographic details were available with with just filling the aadhar card of any of the person and for as little as like 300 rupees and 500, 500. rupees yeah question uh, hi rashna first of all congratulations on this marvelous investigative journalistic uh, effort thank you so much fantastic so much. and i hope the uh, the buffoons withdraw the fir Um, Let's hope so. I'm hopeful. <laughs> yes, uh, I have a couple of questions. One is that, uh, as in your report, you mentioned you could actually access uh, Aadhaar numbers of more than a billion Indians. Uh, uh, did you try to get the Aadhaar card of uh, Narendra Modi? <laughs> <laughs> see uh, the the uh, the information itself the fact itself that i am able to access anyone's number you know anyone's detail was so scary you know that uh, i could understand the 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 you know threat to the national security that uh, we would not have you know i didn't like you know didn't prefer to waste time on uh, you know finding uh, aadhar numbers of uh, you know all top uh, you know official all top politicians and businessmen like uh, you know ambani's and uh, tatas and narendra modi 
but definitely because uh, i think that uh, it it was to you know it would have been in a on a way to sensationalize you know the story which i didn't want of course whatever adhar cards we were numbers we had with us in a team so once we tried we were filling all the adhar numbers and whatever informations we catch hold of you know everything was there like it was just very clear Yeah that's amazing. but I would love that uh, I would I I hope that uh, that UIDI had uh, you know uh, they did not shut down the the website website and I could have uh, you know gone ahead with the investigation as well right the other question is uh, Rachna is it's a devil's advocate question now many detractors to your story and I think Abhinandan will discuss a few uh, including Nilakeni and Shekhar mm. Gupta and Wine and Cheese and all that brigade <laughs> uh, but as a devil's advocate see, many people are saying that all the information that you could glean from the website away mm. from from the biometric uh, uh, data mm-hmm. is any way available from the election commission or some other uh, sources what do you have to say to that i just have to say one thing that mm-hmm. i have not re- retrieved this data mm-hmm. i have not accessed this data from the election commission of india's website it was from the central database of uidi which was also having the data the uh, biometric data of the indians of of my fellow citizens so that is what matters the most the source is what matters the most no i mean i didn't I, I didn't i didn't buy it i didn't purchase it from any of the other websites or maybe from the election commission of course of course or maybe from an and no. an anonymous person has provided me an access to the central database of the uidi and that is what matters me the most yeah so, sorry i think you misunderstood the question the question was that they, in terms of they, they're trying to allay the fears of security the detractors so they are saying that what, any information they want to convey to them yeah, yeah. through through your question that they were they were they were creating you and cry by stating that the information which i got is available that's yes. okay yes. the information is available anywhere mm-hmm. it is available but the the source of my information from where i have retrieved it yeah. was from the central database of uidi yes uh, so if i can just add to the, i i know what you mean i can just add uh, as an addendum to the question if mm-hmm. this information is publicly available do you think that it, that information being publicly available poses a security risk then why they have kept this information under login and password why they don't make the demographic details along with the photograph the phone numbers and the addresses along with the pin code public right why they have put a login and password over the uid website hmm. they should make it public manisha Good. you had yeah actually i had a very a curious reporterly question was it's very i know you can't give your source away but how did you get this story like did you get a tip off did no, someone did, just reach we, out we to you no we didn't i mean to say you know that is the best part of an investigation we don't have any cover ups it's hmm. very simple straight story straight forward story hmm. we got the information we were having access we were getting informations about you know a person who was uh, you know getting an uh, you know uh, unauthorized access from various sources hmm. and one of the one of the source uh, which we have mentioned we had carried his report on page 1 hmm. this guy was moving from one uh, you know newspaper office to other stating along with the laptop stating that he's having an unauthorized access Mm. and before that he even called the uida office twice on the toll free number that's 1947 but they didn't respond him they didn't oh, uh, you so know you uh, address oh, i didn't know that th- this guy was going so he wanted to expose the system so he was going no he doesn't want to expose the system if he wanted to expose the system he could have you know held a press conference he could have you know created he could have uh, done a press conference in chandigarh this guy once he once he was told see the, someone sold him a software by stating that it was uh, you know a legal software because they are having a access of these uh, of the of the you know the uidi's website they have to download the data from uidi website and not from any anonymous source so these guys these vlies they they thought it is maybe it is a kind of access or a gateway which is 
legal, which they can provide, you know, which which they got, which they're getting for just rupees five hundred. But once he he, uh, he he purchased this login, once he purchased this login, and he find and he found that this information which is there, it is not authorized to him because he himself was a really he knew what what is an unauthorized information and what is an authorized one at his level. So he brought it immediately to the notice of the uh, UIDI officials, as claimed by him. He he said that he had we carried his code. He said that twice he had called the one nine four seven number, but the operator didn't connect him to the officials. So then he went to you know a local newspaper office along with the laptop, and I, he said that he had given a demonstration also, and that was confirmed to me by the the newspaper office also. The reporters from the same office came to me, and they told me that, ma'am, we were sorry. In fact, he came to us. He came to us. He he was carrying a laptop, and we did understand his uh, his story because it was a little technical one. So it was not. It was planned, and we found out. And uh, I somehow located it through one of my friend who was who informed me that a person was roaming here and there uh, with a with a laptop, saying that some unauthorized information. He's he's having an access to this information. So acting upon this thing, I immediately contacted him. I went to him immediately. Uh, Next day in the morning, next morning, and uh, this is what then the rest is history. Wow. Okay. Um. So I take it you do have some concerns about this whole project, right? You you're not um, you're you're not a fence sitter on this. You you are one of the critics of UIDI, should I say? See, um, if if I would have been a critic or uh, I didn't like, you know, I didn't, I I am not in support of the Aadhaar card. Hmm. You would you will be you know pleased to know. In fact, I'm pleased to inform you hmm. that uh, not only me, my entire family, we have made Aadhaar cards. Hmm. We are law-abiding citizens. We have my husband is a government servant. I myself, you know, is working, and we have made Aadhaar card not now, but long ago. And we have, you know, recently I have updated my bank accounts also with the Aadhaar card. Oh, so you've linked it already. You're not waiting for the Supreme Court. I have already linked it. You're not waiting for the Supreme Court judgment. Yes, no, if I would have been a critic, I could not have done okay, so. Okay. Anyway, and I, I have I, I, I just want to know that Chandigarh me konsi wine and cheese aajkal <laughs> popular hai. Chandigarh me konsi? You haven't read Shekhar Gupta's piece. So many things are coming up. I am missing out to so many things. Oh, okay. Then because he he wrote a, a very cerebral piece about all the people who are critics of Aadhaar. Okay. Are basically these wine and cheese elite. Actually, wine and cheese. Okay. Ah, so they they don't understand the you know the real on ground no, grassroots no, like reality like Mr. Gupta myself, does. If you if you ask my about my uh, uh, my opinion, I have uh, uh, you know connected. I have linked my Aadhaar card to all my all the uh, you know facilities which I am getting. No, it is my no, I was actually asking. It is my bank accounts. Uh, all my accounts we are linked to to the Aadhaar card, no. and I am feeling pretty safe about it. It's not like I am not feeling safe about it, but I have highlighted the you. No, I've highlighted the problem, the concern. In fact, it if may I get, miss, if you know, I'm, now after yeah. this expose, I'm getting worried because mm-hmm. I also linked everything, and it was my concern to highlight this. Yeah, mm-hmm. in fact, if I may say so, uh, uh, you know, to the panel as well and to Rashna, I think that that was one of the real strengths of Rashna, your story, that yeah. it it was ruthlessly objective. Mm-hmm. I did not see the opinions of you know normally uh, uh, you know when someone in Delhi is writing that story. Let's say if Shekhar Gupta was writing or anybody else, half mm-hmm. the story would be of his opinions. Mm-hmm. This was totally devoid of you know Opinion, whatever opinions you may have. And that's why I really love the story. And I dare say that 
such stories written in newspapers that are not delhi based newspapers are probably reflective of uh, you know much more objectivity uh, mm. but i i would i would like to uh, disagree with avinandan when he mentioned in jest or whatever cerebral i mean don't confuse human organs but <laughs> <laughs> the the human bottom is not cerebral <laughs> so but thank you rachna uh, for joining us and shedding light on this aadhar Thank uh, you so much. Good luck with the FIR. I hope it's withdrawn. <laughs> I, as I told you, I have earned it. You ah, know? you That's have. That's why I'm talking to you. That's why yes. you're calling me. <laughs> exactly. I've made so many friends. I've made so many well wishers. What else? You know, What? I would love to have another FIR registered on me. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. On that Fantastic. note, enjoy a wine and cheese this weekend. <laughs> bye bye. Until next time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. Yeah. Now we will have um, Madhu joining us. Madhu will be joining us also via phone. because uh, where she lives and where the office is there is a flyover that is shrunk have you see, been seeing the reports of the flyover that shrunk by like one foot is that right lajpat nagar there are these big gaps ah, in that yes yes um, it was i also there so i got stuck today no? that's you got stuck so ah. there's a so they are fixing it right now you didn't see the reports <laughs> on tv i saw there was hours. a gap but shrunk so, so there were gaps yeah. by now the gap was it shrunk because it's cold na sardi mein things shrink the voice it it shrunk, it shrunk to such an extent that there were these big gaps in the uh, flyover so one side of the flyover that has been closed for the so traffic it's been closed so it's there's a traffic so jam so you it's so there's huge traffic it took me two and a half hours so that's a mother will be joining us on the phone but before she joins us i'll just go over what all happened in the country uh, there was a tribune's fir of course that we just spoke about <clears throat> shekhar gupta's piece that we shall discuss The national anthem debate again came up, and I saw a level of insanity I haven't seen earlier. Um, now the Supreme Court says it's not mandatory in halls; it's optional. The Delhi halls say that we are still too scared not to play it. But the most interesting thing is there's a 12-member inter-ministerial panel to take a call on playing the national anthem because these are the kind of things our lawmakers should be sitting and deciding. The wire story on Jaisha is prima facie defamatory, says the Gujarat High Court. at the same time adani loses that appeal and and uh, the wire prevails in that story i think they have to make it a, a small um edit in fact they have to remove two words but the rest of the story mm. uh, the court says BC. they can carry <laughs> i don't think they it was a hafta report <laughs> <laughs> then there was the yuva honkar rally it'd be lovely to see if avinandan is hauled to the court and say well you know your hafta everything is all fine but please remove these two words, words. <laughs> expletives hata <laughs> dijiye then there was the yuva honkar rally which was a bit of a damp squib and uh, led to much hysteria on all sides and i use the word all sides very responsibly here because i did see stehla shehla what's her name sehla rashid sehla rashid insisting that it was a super hit <laughs> which on, on a prime time debate uh, so i was like okay then the transport union strike in tamil nadu um the transport unions demand to speak to tamil nadu cm palani swami as the strike enters the seventh day now can you imagine if there was a strike of transporters in the haryana punjab delhi kind of border for seven days it would have been like fucking breaking news man but till i read this report i wasn't even aware of this Uh, again which points to the fact that there is a site north bias in our so called national media which is not really national media lalu yadav gets 3 and a half years in jail and 10 lakh fine and for the scam and if reports are to be believed two of his henchmen follow him in jail i love that, that This, was, it reminded that was me of so that nice. gift yes. of the magi thi oh. na wo kaun si story thi uh, jerome ke jerome ki thi ki roll dal ki thi uh, it was like 
he uh, he he tries to get into jail because he's a homeless guy he says that at least I'll be fed I'll be warm and he t- like the police doesn't take him to jail they beat him up he keeps breaking the law and then he gets enlightenment i think he goes to church and says why would you want to do this do something responsible this is a very easy way to get comfort and then when he doesn't want to go to jail they take him to jail <laughs> some shit like that so yeah but of course nothing so profound happened they were just <laughs> two of lalu's henchmen who wanted to get in so that they could do his seva in jail Section 377 the Supreme Court will revisit its order banning gay sex an excellent i think uh, move by the Supreme Court and to the best of my knowledge the government isn't opposing this yeah i think this i think this particular one is devoid of any government intervention yeah. it's I, it's mostly brought about by justice chandrachur in the right to privacy when he right. had said that that is going so to have are, ramifications so they are, so this is we revisiting it on their own right so uh, if i could i want to i want to really start with this um, story that the quint did which they got trashed for perhaps yeah. rightly so but my concern was a bit different now for those of you who don't know kulbhushan jadhav uh, was in the news he's an indian national who is in prison in the U, uh, in pakistan they have him on death row they said they want to uh, Uh, kill him uh, because he was a spy and quite recently his wife and mother went to see him and it was a bit of a spectacle where the pakistani authorities made them take off the mangal sutra and bindi and and what not and now the quint did a story which is an indian webzine which kind of suggested through sources and sources and two raw uh, sources raman and manisha can tell us about the reporting analysis of that story but it was a concept that i thought people were pushing back on so before i come to how accurate the report itself was a lot of people said that how could they do something so irresponsible they've they've basically sealed his fate and right now in front of me there's an article which says pakistan uses the quint story and kulbushan jadhav as proof of his being a spy so when an indian website zine does this they say hum to bol rahe the spy because the indian state is saying he's not a spy and you cannot kill him now um we will definitely come to the merits of the story which manisha and raman sir can put us on mm. but let's say he actually was a spy and an indian publication had could prove that would it be bad journalistic practice to actually do that story i, I mean don't even think so. even though it it would be seen as anti national because most of the reactions i saw weren't about the quality of the story it was at how can you do such a story so i'm it's just like, curious it's like snowden he also i mean you know exposed and he said that the america was uh, you know tapping the telephone uh, of german chancellor so likewise here i mean if if the story was based on facts and if he was able to you know uh, corroborate it with the you know material evidences i don't think it was a but the story wasn't that is your question it wasn't it was just it wasn't so you flying. can't you can't do a story like this just uh, on the basis of two sources and two sources you am not naming them they are the raw officials and uh, the story had no meat. no 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 meat no base Plus it denigrated uh, jadav as well it called he called him below average call, uh, you know mm, kind of uh. basically tarnished his reputation but if i can come back to the more pertinent question abhinandan that you asked mm-hmm. uh i disagree with uh, raman and you because i think and in fact um, praveen swami who's a defense analyst i mm. think he he commented on the story saying that it is the job of journalism to speak truth mm. so that was his basis of saying that now if for example jadav was a spy uh, and he was still in india 
I suppose, according to me, you could still carry that story and sure. say, look, he's a spy. But you see, Here, his mean, life is at risk. You his life is at huge risk. And if he's a spy, that means he is a person, uh, is a defense, you can say, quote unquote, defense personnel. He's working for the intelligence. You know, it's like saying you, you're giving your uh, army positions or things of that sort in the garb of saying, speaking the truth. In fact, that is what the First Amendment in US also says. You have freedom of speech, but you cannot disclose army secrets or, you know, things of that sort. So in this case, if Yadav was in India, in Delhi, Quint is perfectly justified, I would say, to say that, look, this guy is a spy. But mm. that guy's life is on the line. Madhu, your view on this? Would you want to weigh in? And then we'll come to Manisha. So it's a, it's a very old debate that, that is carried out every time India is at war. And, it, and we have been uh, numerous times, as you know. And when I was in Kargil covering the, that war, there was argument in the canteen every night uh, where all the journalists were staying, whether they would report things that exposed uh, the Indian army in a negative way. And with, uh, there was that debate every night. But I, I have to say that not one journalist reported uh, a lot of the things which would have um, been considered um, pretty bad. All right. And mm. I think that uh, I, it, there is this continuous argument that do you put the truth out even if it damages your country? And it is a personal position every journalist has to take or a decision that you have to take that even if it hurts your country, I'm going to put it out because I'm a journalist first. So that's a personal decision. Personally, I would not. Because first of all, if you're going to announce that Kulbushan Jadav is um, the is a spy, you really have to have proof to say that. No, but we are and assuming right now, if you had the proof, is it still, a, you wouldn't do the story, even if, if you I had, had the proof? If I had the proof, I would not. You would not? I would not. I would not. Because it's jeopardizing lives. It's far more serious than just one story. Your story is going to be in tomorrow's garbage. And in the meantime, you'll have killed off a whole lot of people. So you have to take away the pros and cons of that. Are you going to take the responsibility of uh, Kulbushan Yadav being tried as a spy on the basis of your proof and story? Are you going to take the responsibility of him being executed? I would rather not. Manisha? So can, can I ask her a question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Madhu, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. Uh, can I ask you a question? Uh, what if someone, uh, let's call him Kulbushan Yadav, he was actually working in India and he had never been to Pakistan, he wasn't arrested or anything. And if there were concrete reports of, say, I mean, saying that he is a spy, would you uh, run that? Would you have run that story? No, you mean if he's a spy in India, spying against India or for India? No, if he's spying for India, if he's a member of RAW, let's say. He's a member of RAW, but yeah. he's, no, let's say. I would never expose anybody in RAW or an ID. I'm sorry. Okay. I would not do that. Hmm. I would not do that. The implications are too huge. And we come into what Julian Assange did where I've been in a public forum where he was personally attacked by a lot of people because they put out information without it being redacted and just they gave it to, come, uh, to news organizations and said, you figure it out. Meanwhile, hundreds and thousands of lives were in jeopardy because of him outing many agents yeah, across but, the but, world. But I think what Assange did was what Assange did wasn't journalism. He did a data dump. A data dump yeah. is different from a journalistic report. So I wouldn't call Assange a journalist. He just dumps no, data. No, he's not a journalist, and he's not. And and I don't think he takes the responsibility as a journalist would. I think a journalist has to weigh the pros and cons right. of every story. Exactly. And there is a responsibility that we carry when we do. Uh, for example, for the sake of truth, do you give the name of a rape 
victim. No, I, that truth has to be covered no, but, up. But, but I'll, I have two questions on that for you. But before that, Manisha, if you could just weigh in. Just on the specifics on whether I'd do the Quinn story or not, uh, I think I'd do it, uh, but it would not be based on just two sources. And I would time it. I would wait to see what happens with Kulbushan. Perhaps after Pakistan decides what they want to do with him. Or, uh, you know, perhaps if he's released and he comes back. I won't, I wouldn't say I wouldn't touch a story that will harm India's interest because then that's, I mean, perhaps it's also in India's interest to expose how vulnerable our people are there. I mean, the government just sends people off like that and then, you know, hmm. you it see what... Been, it could have been a story of Jadav, uh, you know, being arrested for Miran. Yeah. It hmm. could have been, then we would have filed it, right? Okay. So, so I would so time it. I would not... I mean, Quinn's story is problematic for many other reasons yeah. than... I think that's it's, a it's a weak story. story. It's a, very just weak. a weak story fact, and also... It was, a, it was a known story. Also the... Uh, no, I think we all know uh, pretty much on, uh, between the lines whether he really is a spy or not. We all know that. We, we will not... It is You can read between the lines. I will never say he is. No, but I we can't... We can't speculate. But you cannot speculate. You can't, can't speculate. No, but Madhu, this story. is my question. But my, not. But and nobody, I mean, what proof would anyone have? Yeah, but Madhu, this is my question now. Here, <clears throat> I have two scenarios. Now tell me whether you would do those stories because I think Anand, although he's not a practicing journalist mm-hmm. like me, but just opinion. And Manisha and Madhu is, Unnis Bees, you're kind mm-hmm. of on the same side of this, of this fence. Suppose you had evidence of a Pakistani spy who's in India, who <laughs> Pakistan is claiming is not a spy, mm-hmm. India is claiming is a spy. Yeah. And you had documentary evidence proving he is a spy. Would you do that story? Good, great question. Yes, yes. But that also jeopardizes yeah. lives. Yeah, great. Is question. it okay well, to jeopardize a Pakistani life and not an Indian life? And here's a third scenario. Man, gay, bhai. You a no, third scenario. But Madhu, I have a third proof. scenario. You can give answer both. Third scenario is there's a Bangladeshi spy caught in Sri Lanka. Na hamara lena, na hamara dena, na dost, na dushman. Sri Lanka is claiming he's a spy. Bangladesh is claiming he's not. We have documentary evidence and you can do the story. Then would you do a story? And why is it different if it's an Indian life? And why is it different if it's a Pakistani, Bangladeshi or Sri Lankan life? I think we have to look at the implications. In the sense that after the story is done, a journalist has to consider what is the fallout going to be. So if I'm going to do a story of a Bangladeshi spy in Sri Lanka and and I have proof of it, I would weigh the pros and cons of doing that story. It has to be seen on a case-by-case basis. Because you cannot jeopardize lives. I don't believe that one one should jeopardize lives or even reputation of anybody when you're doing journalism for the sake of a story. You really have to consider the, the... the, the impact of a story when you do it, that if I'm going to out a person that he is gay, like Gorka did, I really have to consider the implications of what, how it will affect his personal life. But, I cannot but, be blind but, but, Madhu, bigger but, than anything. But Madhu, being gay is a personal choice. Being a spy is a public responsibility and duty and it's bigger than being gay. Hmm. It's. I, I think there's there's no public interest served in outing someone's sexual preference unless until it's Ramdev Baba. Unless it is. A <laughs> I Baba. mean, if Ramdev Baba turns out to be gay, okay. I'd expose him because he has a public him. position against. Okay, but what's your position on the two scenarios I painted, Manisha? I think yeah, I would jump at this. It is true that there's you. Most journalists, including me, would do that story. We wouldn't care about a Pakistani life. That's true. So it is about so what nationality is a, it's life. A, it's a, it's a, so, so as much not, as we say we're not nationalists, there is a subtle so sort of. No, no, it's not humane. No. It's nationalism. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so, it's humane. Great question. Uh, amazed. 
Hmm. No, not because that you asked that great question, but you know. <laughs> He's saying great I, question. I just amazed when he looks that. at me. Chutiye, maro tujhe. Kya But I have two responses to that. One is if we were at war with a country and that country's spy was in India, then I would run that story. So that's one scenario. The other scenario is that I would run that story. Uh, if uh, I mean, for example, I, anything that we do out here is governed by Indian laws, right? Mm. So we would come under Official Secrets Act and things of that sort. If exposing a, pa- a Pakistani spy or a Bangladeshi spy uh, does not come under Official Secrets Act and we are at war with uh, uh, it's an enemy nation, then yes, I would do it. Otherwise, I wouldn't because uh, you know. I mean, um, if it was peacetime, like spy. right now, so if like it was right like now, right you now, wouldn't? you wouldn't do it. If uh, right now, I wouldn't do it because I mean, spy is a bit different from uh, a, a normal army, Pakistani army guy in here. You know, they have a different. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you hmm. know, it's it's not hmm. it's not that easy. Uh, I think most journalists would jump at that story. We say, yeah, so Pakistani in, most Indian journalists would definitely jump in India, at that. Definitely. and Pakistan was saying not a spy. Yeah. Everyone yeah. would have gone to town. I, yeah. I do think it. the initial uh, criticism of the story, the day it went on, and there was a backlash like nothing else. It was else. about lives. It was How ab- you jeopardize a life? It yeah. was not about the merits of the story. It was not a journalistic critique. Yeah. I think it was a completely nationalistic critique, and that, according to me, is. I mean, no. We are we are generally driven by the fact that an expose in public interest should be done. Hmm. So that that we certainly we cons- we think in those terms, you know. But in this particular case, the, okay, the, you are talking about the critic, but the story was really really bad. Sure. That, now, that, can that, I give you a third scenario, Abhinandan, which yes. is that had Kulbushan Yadav turned rogue, many spies, a double like Kim Philby, you know, mm. like a, a double dealing spy, then would uh, Indians would have been castigated for running the story. Mm. Right. Exactly. Yeah, That's another scenario. So, yeah. Uh, so, has Quint retracted the story? Yeah. Yes. They have. They have it's retracted the story and it's retracted the retraction. So, so yeah, now it's, it's like they never oh, did the story. So, first there was really? a retraction that we've retracted the story. Now, the retraction has also vanished. So, it never existed. It's highly wow. irresponsible. Uh, I'm amazed at how Quint functions. Mm. I think some complaint has also been filed. Yeah, against yeah. A today a complaint has also been filed. Uh, uh, now, Raman sir, why don't you come in on um, the national anthem debate? <coughs> uh, actually, let's let's finish off the Mewani Circus first. Oh, Shekhar Gupta ka pehle kar Sh- Oh yeah, let's do Shekhar Gupta first. Then, uh, have you read the piece of the wine and cheese? No, I haven't. You told me about it. I, yeah, you know, I um, I I'm increasingly starting to think Shekhar Gupta is Arnab with less energy. If, he's if, like Arnab returning from rehab. Yeah, he's uh, no, oh, he's Arnab who's like who's tired now. So I'm not <laughs> gonna, I'm not going to shout. I'm the greatest. I'll just whisper it. Yeah. Um, that I I think first and you know let's be clear. He was a very good journalist. I have been following his work for the last twenty years. As a reporter, he was fantastic. Um, would you agree, uh, Raman Madhu? You've been seeing him longer than me. Well, I've worked with him mm-hmm. for almost ten years. Wasn't That's he an amazing reporter? Fantastic. I, I worked with him. He he is the reporter's editor, I mm. must say, but the the article that you are talking about, mm. where he's uh, talking about the elites, uh, you know, criticizing he himself is an elite mm. for that. No, part. and I find it strange that someone of that kind of experience would not attack the arguments, but would attack the motives of those yeah. making. It it is the most childish way but of debating. Can I also say that you know uh, one of the primary investors of print is actually Nandan Nilakanth? Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
So, so I, I, that I, disclaimer wasn't given in the. It was actually. It was there at the end. Maybe they added later. It was there. No, I was there when I saw it. I think first day it wasn't there. You're right, Raman. I think next day when people immediately. Yes. So now you know what my problem with this entire debate of. elites this elites that and i'll tell you uh, during the india against corruption movement this very same gentleman had i was Ooh, on nandan a, huh nandan no no mr uh, gupta i was on a debate with him and 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 of course he would treat me like i'm you know chekal ka chokra how dare he be sitting at the same chair level as me uh, he said policy is not made on the streets assuming it's made in air conditioned studios and boardrooms with people such as yourself who drive you know 20 lakh rupee cars today policy what do these elites know there is no consistency to his logic and 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 i think the reason uh, this article got so much of play uh, has actually done a, it's done its job it has derailed the conversation about aadhar's merits to are you blocking it because you are liberal uh, are you elite or wine and cheese drinking narrative has, has very clever piece and let me just say this of course i you know don't have any proof but i think it was he was directed to write it you think i have i have read you, that piece about 3 times huh. and first time you just read it second time you analyze the language hmm. third time you see how you know different paragraphs fit in and i am under no doubt whatsoever that he was directed to write it no doubt strong charge you want to you want to <laughs> wayne manisha before we move no, on to the jignesh mevani really. circus mother you want to wayne before we move on to the jignesh mevani circus yeah yeah i would like to say one this uh, wine and cheese story i've been hearing since the 60s where <laughs> whenever somebody spoke if i spoke in the 70s also if you said anything especially during the indira gandhi time uh you be told this that you can drink whiskey in air conditioning glasses and invariably i would never be drinking whiskey i'd be holding a coca cola or something and i'd say well, you're the one who's drinking the whiskey so i don't know how i you're pointing fingers at me so that's a very <laughs> old hackneyed excuse to come up with trashing something what is more serious is that i think um i, I think at the at the bottom of this um, podcast we should put in harish khare the editor of the tribunes speech to people hmm. after the FIR was filed and i think it's a it's a really brave remarkable speech about good journalism uh, and the fact is that when this um uh, rachna khaire did what she did as a journalist i think instead of taking this adhar thing personally uh nanda nilikani it it's like uh, 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 including shekhar it's like don't attack my baby Hmm. Well, I think if there are holes in Aadhaar, it was incumbent on them to uh, to make sure that those holes are filled, and they should have actually thanked her. That thank you for pointing this out to us, because now we know what how to protect uh, the Aadhaar identity of of the Indian population. So I think it went off on a completely personal thing. When I don't know, I don't see it as personal in any form. It can't be personal. It's an issue. Where do you come in? but i think you know why it becomes uh, uh, you want to come in manisha or you just clearing your throat okay um i'm very particular about just interrupting her acha <laughs> <laughs> because because the thing is i saw i, I observed modi se dar nahi lagta manisha se dar lagta hai sahab manisha se dar lagta hai no but you know uh, i think this is also because of the superstar syndrome because uh, i think uh, journalists now see themselves as superstars so it is about i'm cooler than you i can you know show you down i can crack a barb that is more you know uh, hurt hurtful than yours and that is what it has become because it is not a takedown of arguments it's a takedown of to make a pata yeah. 
and that's why i'm saying uh, he may you know uh, look down upon arnab as very lowbrow journalism uh, i i do think he's arnab with less energy that's the only difference there is but um before we move on i'll just read so i don't think the criticism should be personal on either shekhar or arnab or hmm. anyone i hmm. think here we're talking about an issue in which a journalist has uh, did her job and an fir was filed against her for doing her job by a government agency and i think that is a very serious issue and that is what we should look at that hmm. did the government do the right thing did the other people do the right thing and the fact is that the all journalists and news organizations have stood by, by the tribune for this yeah and the editors guild who normally doesn't do these things these days um and i believe it's uh, rajat sharma who is the president but uh, i think it's uh, supriya who issued the statement uh, condemning it yeah from so aaj tak supriya this is the issue that you can't just say that you're not good enough to to criticize it it's it's not who's good enough it's it's not personal it's not who's criticizing it it's just the issue came up it should have been uh, used as a, 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 an alarm signal that we need to and as a report i mean people. it's It's, and yeah. for Adhar itself, for Adhar's own safety, for the for the institution itself. And um, I saw we'll put a link to that uh, interview of Nanda Nilkani after this, where he said that there's a motivated campaign, orchestrated campaign against Adhar. Um, and he says now this new thing, you know, there's a double security they've added where you'll get a temporary number, virtual, which is OTP, the, OTP kind. Uh, when he was explaining it, it was going over my head. and i was like wasn't technology supposed to make it simpler no it means you have to stand in another line to get that other number <laughs> no you create so, another number then on top of that number. anyway there was a photograph i think in today's paper or somewhere on the net i saw that there were people crowding around this this place to get this other number to get access to their, to uh, their, uh, their original number, number. So, no no i think it's know, virtual I mean, uh, yeah yeah but what i'm it, what the, I think that I think they're writing comedy i think it's <laughs> virtual but because many of our those in our country will not know to create this Yeah. they will go to another party who who no service will evolve yeah. you want access to your aadhar number i'll get you access yeah. to your aadhar anyway uh, we have a, a really short email i'll read two emails this is from shrey 100 words hi nl team shrey here i have recently subscribed to news laundry and only because of the paywall and the recent exclusive news broken by one of the anand's on the gujarat election results discussion where he tells about amit shah and the traders secret meet My family business is the same wholesale for ladies clothes I really like Anand Vardhan for his contrary view most of the times from the other members of the panels thanks for the offer of 25% off on subscription and I do hope you soon bring out the second season of constitution please send my tote bag fastly shrey your tote bag will reach you very soon but i think that report it on about was not one of the anand's it was uh, amit who had told us because he was mm-hmm. in uh, gujarat and the second email is from sheshnath only 80 words Hi guys, I loved your 150th episode. I liked it even more because it had a video. I would love if you guys switched to video podcast rather than audio. But anyways, it's a great podcast. Really love listening to Abhinandan, Manisha, Madhu, and Ranga Uncle. I love all the jokes, banter, and profanities you guys hurl around. Please continue the way you do. No need for self censorship. This quality is what makes your podcast special. I recently subscribed to News Laundry, and I'm happy that I did. Thank you, Sheshant. Thank you for your support. All you Mufat Khors listening. so many new people subscribe and and put their money where their mouth is to improve journalism and to take it away from the control of advertisers and governments what are you doing about it rather than sitting in your armchair and bitching and having wine and cheese 
ओके मूविंग ऑन लेट्स गेट टू द जिग्देश मेवानी सर्कस फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल मधु यू वॉन्ट टू कमेन ऑन दिस यू बैक इन टाउन वेन दिस होल जिग्नेश थिंग हैपन दुंकार रैली Sounds really funny. Rally? Yeah, well, no, rally. I caught up on it. Okay, you want to So, um, for those of you who don't know, there was this Hunkar rally that was that happened in Delhi, Sansad Marg. Uh, by any accounts, उंट्सिंग क्लेम्ड थ्री हंड्रेड अबाउट the photographs i saw there were 500 and i'm good at counting these numbers because we used to do a daily counting india against corruption moon aaj kitne aaye kis kaise isko hit banana hai to tum hi logo ne ye main bata raha hu tum hi tumhare jaise logo ne ye puri izzat barbaad kar rakhi hai matlab main koi talk de raha hu panch log aa jaye wohi main bahut khush hota hu tum log are yaar 400 aaye 500 aaye you know so that discussion is preposterous to me you know but but what i found uh, amusing about that coverage that night and across all channels there was not a single channel who was not guilty of this it was the prime time debate across two hours a non rally and i remember madhu you'll bear me out i, I was like one of the most irrelevant reporters on news track because they had very significant reporters so i'd do the story that you know in case advani doesn't give an interview in case you know deepak doesn't come back in time in case acha nikku tum ye story karo koi jhandsi koi matlab the south delhi traders association are protesting ki bhai yahan ke pavement ki tooti hui hai nikku wo karao kitne log aaye 10 log aaye acha theek hai cut the story if one of the other story falls through tumhari dal denge or invariably nahi dalte the but if it was a non event your story would be dropped of course here कितने लोग आए बस पचास अरे प्राइम टाइम चलो पेल दो स्टोरी दैट इज वाई आई थिंक दिस वॉज नॉट जर्नलिज्म इट वॉज एजेंडा अक्रॉस लाइक लाइक इवन दो एन डी टी वॉज एंट हिस्टोरिकल अबाउट इट दे गेव मेवानी यू नो थर्टी मिनट्स टू टेल एस वाई वैलीबल टू आई एस It was compared to IAC. I mean, IAC was something else. Kamal, eh? We did the produce ki thi. Apne, <laughs> my name is Anthony you know, Gonzalez. Kya ye naya yuva badal dega desh ko na like like. So, but Madhu, on on just the coverage of that. See, the, you want to weigh in, and then Raman sir, please hmm. come in. <laughs> you know what can one say? I I actually did not. I only caught up on what was uh, what I read about. I didn't see the actual footage. um i don't think i am qualified enough to to comment on it except that you know i think uh, abuse general abuse is become so frighteningly normal that i don't know what to say is is this is this is uh, it's the same old stereotypical uh, record i'm stuck on is that is this journalism ha yeah. raman sir come no in. no i I think there is some media groups. They are running a kind of campaign to run him down, Ignesh. Right. That's clear. Ha, huh, that's very clear. So they do not lose any opportunity to run him down. So this was one opportunity where the less number of people was it to say they go? It became a news for them to to hmm. run him down. So I think this was basically a, a kind of campaign, you know, against a leader which they think is. I mean, some people think that he's. coming up he is is challenging the you know the authority mm. of say people like modi and uh, others so 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 i think they were just trying to run him down manisha you want to wait i think for me jignesh mevani is still news because he's you know he's legislator he has i mean he's still someone worth being part of news but i don't uh, 
Umar Khalid, Sahala Rashid, Kanhaiya, these guys have basically been demonized by one section of the media and then made heroes by the other section of the media. But I don't see why students uh, who practice politics, I don't even know if they practice politics, but you know, who are, you know, who have an ideology or whatever, need to be given, I mean, you can't pit them against Modi. You know, that's what's happening now. So Jignesh Mewani in one of his interviews speaks about why he wants to connect. You know, there's there's a lot of uprising, say, in parts of uh, Gujarat, like in Una, where a lot of young people have come out talking about jobs. You know? So he, he says that he wants to create a bridge between those guys and the guys in Delhi or in urban centers, you know, young faces who are opposing. So I see where he's coming from, but I don't see the TV debates are now literally like BJP Sarkar versus Omar Khalid and Kanaiya. And so mm. why? Why should... And both sides, I don't think they should be given that sort of platform. It's not news. Raman, sir. Yeah. Uh, Raman, bol Anand. Yeah, no, a uh, couple of points. I think one is, I think the organizers, they shot themselves in the foot as well by uh, initially claiming that, you know, a lot of people will come. If you remember, Abhinandan, in Delhi, uh, the Anna movement, IAC, received an overwhelmingly good response. By you know, the Ramlila. fourth day. Right. No, but what I'm saying is, afterwards, if you remember... They held a similar... Uh, in Bombay. Pl- in Bombay. Ha, it right? was a flop show. Yeah. Flop so as now, hell. But it was covered a lot. The fact that it was a flop show, you see. So that took people by surprise because everyone was thinking, look, in Delhi, it was a smashing success. Hmm. And what's happened in Mumbai? So that was a story in itself. Why the hell is, you know, Mumbai, are they apathetic to it? Are they ambivalent to corruption? I mean, why, why w- w- weren't there, you know, that much crowd as they were in Delhi? Hmm. So I think it's not... Totally about, I mean, I can, of course, understand that there are a few media channels that are, you know, running the government line. I mean, Republic is a top on that. I mean, the kind of coverage uh, on that, uh, because essentially, at the end of the day, anybody who wants to hold a rally, anybody who's anti-government, you should be allowed to. And sure. yeah, the, the point that Manisha made is actually a very valid one, that you have these student leaders. And I remember when Kanhaiya, in fact, this time last year, he was the one that, you know, it was Kanhaiya's days. Now it is uh, Mevani. So these student leaders are pitching themselves or people in the media or, uh, you know, parties or cult or whatever, pitching again, well, let them. They, I mean, I, I see them as fly-by-night operators. They have an agenda. They want to win elections, which Mevani interestingly, has. Did win. You know, Mevani is still a no, you, club in with Kanaya. Support and, no. yeah. I mean, no, Mevani won. So when, you, when, you, no, when you make an editorial decision to make flop show the prime show, prime, prime time show, you know, on your TV, then that is where I say that it is an agenda run by some media organizations. Now, now the other thing I just want to talk about is what happened and um, you can listen to our other podcast Reporters Without Orders where um, our reporter Amit has very articulated uh, I think very effectively as someone who reports from on the ground the slogan in it went on against Ms. Shivani Gupta how that is really problematic and it kind of um, every journalist should it, it should be a red light because no matter what you're covering that any group will do that but you know why I think Arnab does a great disservice to his own staff is because in the hysteria, what they did with ABP. Now, ABP, they circled one of that guy and said that he's a, a goon. There was another lady, now I don't know if that's credible or not, who said the husband who's a doctor was there. Mm-hmm. And she said he was, he was not shouting. Or, Everyone is a goon, goon, ye bhi goon, wo bhi goon, sab goon. And he goes hysterical. When he apologized, the apology, Arnab didn't have the guts to apologize to camera. They ran a sl- slate. Why said the video editor in it? Wouldn't you, yeah, put it? you put on the video editor. The video editor is supposed to take decision while yeah, you do the attacking. I, yeah. It shows the sign of a coward of a different level mm. to have put it on the video editor. 
and not taken responsibility for it and this is also a sign of involvement you know at the editorial level yeah exactly there's no no involvement at all that means you so your video guy the... your video guy is telling him that he's a owner you're taking and your video editor maybe some 22 year old ah, kid who's just finished his ah. and the thing is that when they say now what happened with shivani i think was problematic other than the fact that they painted everyone as that but what happened at, with call in the press club was his problem his fault they were the ones behaving badly mm. now when you want everyone to start rallying behind you because of shit you're doing you compromise someone like anand narsimhan i think he's done some great work he's with them now right not anand prakrit. narsimhan prakrit prakrit, prakrit, prakrit prakrit correct i'm i'm confusing names and and so when you want and because of them saying everyone's a goon now when something happens in the public i really need to scrutinize the footage to say what should my position be because they have reached this level where you can't take the word for anything because there used to be a show called hard copy where they showed basically what many of these paparazzi rules they'll stand around wait for madonna to come out of the kid hey madonna let me get a picture of a kid hey what's the problem show me his face what is he ugly they will provoke her to the extent till she turns around and kicks the camera or sean penn coming out or justin timberlake they will say stuff no they're doing it to the royal kids this um uh, the duchess and duke of cambridge's two children um uh, what are their names charlotte and henry no what is the boy's name i forget um they purposely poked their tongues out at kids at the kids so the kids uh, response is naturally to stick it back so then they catch a picture of uh, the royal uh, boys have no manners they are uh, they stick their tongues out at the paparazzi yeah, so i think that is exactly what people like aditya raj kohli and arnab are doing and they are destroying many young budding journalists in so doing because what you're doing is not the same as what the others are doing and that distinction is very important to make and i remember during the indian against corruption movement this punawala the younger brother who's still a congress loyalist he was on a debate with me on times and we were in the middle of the crowd now in the middle of a crowd that is asking for you know kapil sibal ko hatao manmohan ko hatao he said all these people are sanghis they are bjp of course accusing me also of the same So of course people around him turned around and said like shut the fuck up now see how they are bullying me see they didn't they didn't touch him i said bhai sir please baith jaiye every crowd has 10 15 people who get pissed off and say how dare he stand in the middle of a crowd and abuse us like this they sat down and the debate continued but he tried to make it seem like these 10 people represented the whole crowd and they were out to beat him up that is exactly what adhiraj call and arnab do and that has to be rejected and called out for it is which is bullshit it is not an assault on press it is what happened to shibani that is an assault on press and that distinction needs to be made shibani i'm not aware of i mean i saw the repugnant, uh, repugnant way in which shivani is yeah. uh, this thing but i am not aware of the aditya raj call what, what was the that day one? before that or two days Shashi before Tharoor, that he was uh, no 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 this is at the club at again the press at dinesh mewani it was okay. dinesh mewani press conference and two of them came on either side when he was going to the loo in mm. the corridor mm-hmm. and they kept like shoving their mic so he moved the mic like that he says he's attacking us he's beating us up Then like, he put his mic like he did this basically and said that you know uh, I don't want to talk to you. Hmm. So then they're like he's so, got violent. Dinesh <laughs> Mewani goes violent. Yeah, he goes violent. <laughs> it was like dude, then no one's going to take you seriously. You see that's Yeah, they're doing a disservice to their own colleagues actually. Exactly. And, and, they do a disservice to their own colleagues. I think I I disagree there a little bit. I I think uh, they're right now in the twilight zone. Hmm. Okay? which is uh, that the journalism indian journalism television is being fragmented into paparazzi and semi serious or serious right mm. right now even the journalists or the peers or their colleagues are not able to distinguish 
uh, what is paparazzi journalism and what is not and believe no, me I, can i can i just clarify a little bit yeah. paparazzi is catching celebrities off guard all right these are not catching celebrities off guard this is a different kind of uh, i won't call it journalism it, i think it is just pure harassment where you just shove your mic in somebody's face like they did with um, vijay malia and uh, started shouting that arnab is going to ask you questions and arnab went on on uh, on camera and he was just shouting at yeah he didn't even um, ask the question then. he was just shouting at him not to get a response not to get questions i would have respected it even if he had just asked him a couple of questions and waited for his answer he just went on a rant so these are not journalists this is not journalism and just shoving your mic and shouting at people and pushing them or on camera abusing people and calling them names it's 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 no way near journalism so Absolutely. they're not telling you a story but madhu they're just making a a, a circus so फील्ड and it is a field that is appreciated by a lot of people believe it or not i mean mm. if you look at in i mean tabloid journalism sure. many people say uh, tabloid uh, journalism is not journalism mm. but it is right right i mean you know yellow journalism is journalism yeah. so and there is a huge i mean sun is britain's largest selling newspaper sure uh you know so it may be that people who read the guardian don't read no, the sun but, but there are people who but, so, but then no, no, when, it's when, like when, a no when yellow journalisms becomes the mainstream journalism then it becomes a non journalism yeah i i think <laughs> they're the like you're saying the twilight zone they even the paparazzi journalists acknowledge that that's what they are there's a very interesting mm, podcast yeah. on the so, time podcast list of the two guys who were part of the troop that was chasing diana when she mm, died yeah uh, and they've you know explained what happened what they, they used to do that for a living but here the paparazzi think they are the real journalists and everyone else is lutians lutians and many serious journalists again become like wine and cheese wine and cheese <laughs> and many serious journalists endorse that you see so i think that is that is the real this thing and Plus, of course you see the other twilight thing has to be explored further because in the sun you have one kind of journalism being practiced hmm. right but in in even in republic for example like i mean you would acknowledge there are some serious journalists absolutely still. so you have a mix within the thing so you know when you condemn a channel you are also condemning uh, rightly condemning the paparazzi mixture right. in there matlab pura hodgepodge bana diya taki janta confused hai which is why i think it's a disservice to the youngsters who've got gone so there yeah. to do journalism so it will take another 10 years and people would be able to very easily distinguish ki boss aap paparazzi hain ya yellow journalist hain ya nahi hain so okay i have another quick email this is abhinav bisht 374 words some points on hafta 151 and what i feel is changing in hafta for good or bad Hafta used to be my news source and the views expressed were somber in those days in of negative news around but Hafta seems to be going that way one thing i like to point out is constantly bickering and bitching about other channels reporters it might sound okay once in a while but each of your episodes damn <laughs> you are like arnab is bad republic is bad especially saying context of any tv oh, job losses arnab is taking lots of limelight in your discussion maybe that needs to reduce just for information for tv news i am dependent on aaj tak NDTV 
others are available but there's no one left in television news where one can not see a shouting match on the point when nikku said he would rather report to uh, madhu you weren't here but we were talking about when we started journalism that i was like you know how problematic you may find journalism of 25 years as a new person reporting to a, you weren't here so it was convenient for me to say that reporting to a you know madhu trehan or a pranoy would definitely be better than reporting to a sudhir choudhury because what could they teach you i mean you guys could teach us something so he's reacting to that on the mm-hmm. point uh, that he would rather report to uh, you know them than sudhir who apparently would do low level journalism i would say it's like saying i would rather worry about if i have to pay money to get my driver license and not worry about 2g corruption and it doesn't bother me i don't get that is he saying that he's saying both are problematic what he's saying is that you've entered into uh, yet again abhinandan you've entered into ki uh, uh, guara is good come what may essentially what he's saying is that he's great that you know pranoy is also uh, okay that kind of pranoy way. has his problems oh. basically has his problem. that you so, can't yeah so if he's saying in one case you've got your license by good means that's okay uh-huh. but the 2g corruption is still happening at the big level okay i get that also one thing i find missing from all chants including yours no one does a fact finding numbers sort of thing which gives us an idea whenever the current government says that they have accomplished in it world we would always take a baseline and say with time this has improved and when we took over so can this be a yearly thing maybe 6 months published some figures government claims have been attained examples could be jobs provided loans provided you know actually um uh, abhinav this data has come out in fact just last week the government's own data has come out and um export numbers are up substantially in fact remarkably from 30% wrong, i think 30 exports right um j- yes job numbers aren't great uh, that's a big problem uh, in my view but uh, this data comes out i think not just us but a lot of but i think he wants us to fact check it like is are they fact correct check. or not other data's okay like data that. being put out is correct yeah tha na ek bar maine smriti rani ne unfollow kar diya mujhe hrd yeah acha uh, you done a pretty comprehensive piece on hrd it's very time consuming because you know you have to go through each and every yeah, promises that they made team. in the yeah it really requires a team then he says some nice things about us and uh, uh, then he says maybe highlight what ak is doing good for delhi schools and healthcare I know can't fit in hafta but special series like constitution well right now we only have four or five on ground journalists as we have more i'm sure raman sir the leader leader like him you see a lot of cracker on ground reports in fact there's one email that's come which says that i used to listen to news laundry for hafta now i come to news laundry for your on ground reports yay uh, great. that's great. that's great <laughs> and um, in the ending young mr bisht says Before I end you guys are doing some awesome work which makes you stand out Anand facts are always appreciated though we haven't heard the other Anand that is Anand Vardhan for a while his views are strong with good justification i miss his insights also well aaj ek anand hai agli baar shayad dono aa jayenge a special shout out to my pahadi sister she is holding the flag high says abhin of bisht fellow pahadi bisht fellow pahadi yo okay now madhu any specific thing you want to talk about uh, before we come to the national anthem debate um um trump's book yes i wanted to come to that now tell me one criticism is that you've read it right yes i read it so i could not put it down i feel ashamed of that <laughs> now that's exactly i want to talk about that is it this michael wolf is his name correct yes is he such a discredited journalist no he's not he's not a very well respected journalist in fact i was speaking to uh and a very well informed uh, american uh, two three nights ago um and she and her husband were both saying that the disappointing part is that this journalist has been considered as a real trashy journalist really 
Hmm. And um, the point is that when you when you uh, you're reading it, one feels a little dirty, like you're reading some uh, uh, gossipy uh, rag. Hmm. But um, the fact is that you can tell very easily uh, his sources. Most of his sources of all the stories that are that he's written about are people who left uh, uh, Trump after working with him. So right. uh, then naturally they are one-sided in the sense that they'll give their version of the story and not Trump's version. But um, a large part of it seems to be true and it is hilarious and scary at the same time. But he did have long conversations with Trump but Trump has not denied. I saw his interview yeah, on CNN. Initially he was given a fly on the wall access which he himself could not fathom why he was given it. But because... Uh, from what my reading of the book, it seems that he was given it because Trump doesn't realize actually how ridiculous he is. No, he also, thinks that everything that he's doing is worth recording. Also, he was given it because um, uh, this guy was kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, favorable to Trump. He he was, uh, he was he had some f- favorable things to say about Trump. And in fact, Don Lemon and on CNN reminded him of that. I was watching an interview with him uh, this morning uh, with this uh, writer, Michael Wolf, um, in which he was criticizing the Washington Post for um, uh, putting up the new slogan, the, the moniker, uh, democracy dies in darkness, as mm. soon as uh, Trump was elected. And he objected to that, saying that that is uh, jo- showing that they are completely biased and um, is furthering the divide in journalism. So it's clear that which are the newspapers and news organizations and television stations, very much like in India, where everyone has taken a position. And I think that is terribly detrimental to journalism. Uh, well, I, I don't really have a problem with people taking a position, but it's not like India at all because you have a hope in hell that someone will write a book like this on Modi or uh, Sonia Gandhi when they were in power. I mean, they've no, been about six or seven... Like in India where... You're, you're identified uh, whether you're as pro or government or anti-government. In fact, so we which ha- channels are pro-government? As you know, Z News, Republic right. Times now, and are blatantly pro-government. Correct. So, uh, in that sense, uh, what he was objecting to that is becoming too obviously divided. Too that the no. that the veneer of even um, pretending to be fair has gone. But uh, you know, in his interview, he said that. When I went into the White House, I thought I would actually write a favorable book because he his pieces on the Trump administration had been, not administration, but the presidential run had been favorable. But he says, when I got there, I had to write what I saw. And he says, if you see, not a single line is what I think. I'm merely regurgitating what was told to me by whoever I was speaking with. He says, there is no line of I think X, Y, Z. It is Bannon thinks this. So-and-so thinks this. So-and-so says this. But That's true. But, um, I mean, I just think um, in response to that, when Donald Trump said, I'm actually a very stable genius, <laughs> I'm like, dude, this what guy, a lovely tweet. This guy <laughs> is in a different league. Uh, but Madhu, is that book journalism? Um, I would say it is journalism. It's, I wouldn't say it's the best of journalism. I must say the speed with which he, he wrote it uh, does not shows that he didn't reflect on much of it, but um, certainly uh, I think that it's a book that you cannot put down. It became a bestseller almost instantly uh, on on Amazon Kindle. They had removed the gifting option because I wanted to gift it to some people, and they removed that. 
for this particular book. In fact, they said so. such a hysteria they haven't seen on any book since Harry Potter. So that's how big this yeah. is. Yeah. And you know this image of him getting into bed at 6:30 in the evening with a cheeseburger with three channels on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's really frightening. I mean, who gets into bed at six thirty in the evening? Hmm. It's uh, he's done for the day. He doesn't. It obviously, and that even without the book, you can see he doesn't like to work. Yeah. So um, I have a quick email. After that, we can move on to um, any of the subjects that the panel wants to talk about. There is um, the Padmavat. case of Padmavat. There is a Maybe case the of national anthem the national anthem. Spoken. So this email is from Vijay. Here's what Vijay says. Dear NL team, I was hoping this will be short. For a while now, I've had diminishing returns from Hafta, while changes which changes my relationship with News Laundry. I now find your reporting from Kashmir or even surprisingly from Kerala far superior. Also, of course, Constitution and some other interviews. Hafta 152 was symptomatic to this letter, so this letter is being dashed off while I remember my complaints. Your analysis now tends not to add anything new, because this perhaps this is because. I think I now know your positions correctly. Typically, on any issue, Abhinandan will deplore the institutional takeover of India's faces, and Raman Kripal and Atul Chaurasia would do the same. Anandanathan would declare that this is social Darwinism at work and splutter, making it difficult for anyone to get a word in, word in edgewise. Anand Vardhan would say this is this issue is banal because the lives of ordinary people aren't <laughs> affected, and because these issues are evident evidence of pre-existing fault lines. Manisha's interventions are usually too brief. So I don't have anything to add. Is probably her T-shirt slogan. <laughs> Madhu is more unpredictable, but has an unfortunate tendency to drift into hamare zamane mein. <laughs> This is not to say I don't love you guys on the hafta format. I do. But you people ask me tomorrow zamane mein, then I answer. <laughs> uh, which is not to say I don't love you guys on the hafta format. I do, and I'm not questioning your positions, all of which I agree with to varying degrees. It's just that your opinion on most topics tend now to end at stating these positions. Uh, and then he goes on have has some suggestions uh, including a comment on how you think the story should be told if we disagree with how it's told um it goes on to a 700 word mail and he's a doctor one point he's made is i'm a doctor and this is most bizarre thing he's put the link to the mci website and as an experiment he entered his name and it pulls up his full address date of birth father's name address everything wow. and he says the australian regulator for doctors also provides data but keeps my privacy intact to a great extent so in the context of i quote him but with this do you think there's any reason to think that uidi is a new kind of intrusion upon privacy as an experiment i just pulled up dr trehan's data as well which can be found for registration number <laughs> upmc 129975 this is all are on you the, kidding me it's registration all, of what As a doctor, it's all on the MCI database. So it gives. So he's saying this entire. This is the question thing. that I asked Rachna. Yes, and I think she misunderstood. Misunderstood. She probably it. thought, yeah. But uh, information is available elsewhere also. So uh, then he has something about Mamuti. We made some comments on Mamuti, but it's a it's a really nice letter. Thank you so much, Vijay. We um, read it. Uh, you're a doctor, and he says, "I love the way Atul Chaurasia hosts the new podcast. His voice is very soft." and he's very articulate and passionate however he's too earnest to poke fun at his panelists <laughs> or deflate their positions too polite which is the problem with how he's hosting nl charcha and even though it's too early to say one episode in you're trying to hard to copy the english of that does he try to insult anyone no no he doesn't no. i can't imagine him doing that no. i think his style is very serious. different he's, he's very, very serious ha, he's very serious but vijay thank you for that email and uh, interesting i didn't know any doctors data is available on the mci website madhu dr trehan ko bolo 
क्या बोलू डॉक्टर ना बने वो टू लेट What is his data? That's what numbers did he read out. What does it mean? That is his registration number as a doctor. It means that basically, if you go to the MCI website हाँ. and you hammer in the name of the doctor, his father's name, address, phone number, photograph, everything Hmm. People want to check is he a real doctor or not? They should go and check. But I don't think they should have his address and phone number, no? No, certainly not. I don't think his phone number is his phone number there. I don't know. We'll check. I'm sure enough subscribers are checking even as we speak. <laughs> इंडिया but you have you know in this case you have a billion hmm. people uh, almost you can fish out anybody's uh, thing to that they would say that election commission also has all the voters but do they have all the information they that aadhar all... has no, they, they don't, don't have mobile numbers they don't have uh, they have the addresses. addresses they have the addresses but it's not but you can't i don't think you can view everybody's addresses on the website on the election commission website uh Yeah, probably not. I don't you know. You can't view. You, I mean, they have the addresses, but you can't view it. Okay. I think the problem with this line of argument is the it has to be turned. Or oh, if it exists on the MCA website, then we should fix the MCA website. Not that everyone should become like that. And also the question of it being mandatory to link everything to everything. That is the real. Mm. You know, the entire surveillance state. <laughs> that is the real problem. I'm thinking, um, you know, not me, but someone goes to a hotel and. you know books a room for a night now you have to have the rule that anyone who occupies that room they want a copy of your driving license or passport or some identification mm. you can't just have a room and that's always been the no, they always had that no 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 madhu no no this is in the last this is ever since the, uh, metal four, five detectors years. yeah it's been no, four no, five no, no. i remember okay, maybe seven. 20 years no not no, 20 no, no definitely I, I, not in my experience whenever we've checked into a hotel They, whether it's here abroad or in India, you always have to give all your details. ID, yeah. And uh, very often your passport or your PAN card number or something. I don't think that's new. No, it's um, it's definitely new because uh, I've been shooting. Uh, I've been I played since two thousand six. We never used to give our for the first few years. We never used to had to give our, uh, you know, scan our driving license before we get our rooms. तो आप तो छुप छुपा के कमरे लेते थे ना मैं बोल रहा हूँ कि आपका पूरा ये कहाँ रात बिताई क्या किया कहाँ खर्चा कि आप द ईज ऑफ सर्वेलेंस इज इज ट्रूली दैट इज द प्रॉब्लम आई एम हैविंग एन एक्सेस टू योर फोन नंबर हैज गोट ऑफ डिफरेंट प्रोपोजिशन एट ऑल सी बट द गवर्नमेंट हैविंग एन एक्सेस ऑफ माई नंबर एंड देन दे आर लिंकिंग एवरी एक्टिविटी ऑफ माइंड दैट नंबर कैन become draconian that's yeah. the that's the i think concern i still you know look i i am against aadhar and mm-hmm. my position has stayed it like for the last 4 years and uh, you know i am not yet convinced uh, that aadhar is actually required i mean of course it has great uses you can immediately see the logic of uh, uh, you know it uh, removing ghosts uh, workers mm-hmm. or ration card and you know pds so there are advantages but i am still not convinced by this argument that you've just given because in my experience i think if the government really wants to know 
your whereabouts okay uh, aadhar is uh, just one of the means for it to do it i mean it has five or six other means by which you can easily find out where you staying no. what you doing what's your number uh, through credit card or through other means no i so as, i'm still looking for an a, answer with full proof answer as let a me just trouble some reporter yeah. the kind of stories that we filed to upstage the government so mm. i know it for a fact yeah. that right now intelligence bureau they maintain a file on each reporter mm. i mean on on such reporters sure. you know, who have been filing such mm. stories so there are different ways but but the number makes it easier so once you feed it into a system and and you are it's linked with in fact every the, activity every the book that i i'm buying from amazon right. anything in fact china there's a very interesting yeah, but article Raman, i, I want to ask you like Every time I order something online, hmm. when the courier comes, I have to give give him a copy of my Aadhaar card. Now, isn't that kind of dangerous? It is. That hasn't happened with me though. No, no, yeah, no they have. They asked me last. Aadhaar card. Yes. Yeah, because Amazon I, is asking me. They will not me give it to you until you've given your Aadhaar card. Aadhaar card. Yes. So I've, I had a series of copies made uh, of my Aadhaar card, and they come and they take. But you know, no, Madhu, can I, it not be misused? Uh, Madhu, I refuse to give it. Books. I, I, I refuse to give it. I said I Then can. Then they won't give you the. No, no, no. Package. I got, I got, I just fought and I got my books. And, no, because uh, once he came into the house, Raman <laughs> quickly tied him up and started beating him. <laughs> <laughs> Biometric is the real trouble. Yeah. Thing, okay. Now that's the issue that troubles me. But usme bhi, I I got caught a bit because I landed in Singapore and I had no idea. And you go from you know from inside to outside. I mean the airport that immigration. You have. They just simply put your thumb impression. Hmm. Now I didn't know what to do. Of course, I couldn't turn back. Of course, my relatives there. So I had to put my. So sure. now they have my biometric data. Yeah. And I suppose other airports do that as well. And you know. US, of course, you have to give it even at the visa stage. Acha. But the the and there the iris scan. US, I have three three visa not given. That's a different thing. Acha. I have not given any visa. No. No. But you know, my problem uh, with this is that. I can't articulate it as effectively. I can just suggest read this article on what China is doing. That is what is possible when you have something like Aadhaar. Do you want your government, however much it may you may like it or dislike it, to have that kind of power over you? And I don't know if it is the uh, Aadhaar CEO, but there was an article about how this gives us, I quote his words, 360 degree view of the citizen. And now they are saying, no, we don't have 360 degree view, dude. I don't want you to have a 360 degree view of me. Hmm. at the click of a button and what china is doing with that power read this article and then tell me if you think aadhar is a good idea but um, there's that video i don't know whether it's true or not video clip that comes on twitter every now and then which is like a a a a, a, a street scene yeah i don't think that's true <laughs> i i doubt it where everyone's moving and next to that is like this um, it's uh, like a minority report kind of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know this kind of data that's moving along with the person uh, and you know like, i don't oh think God. that's i mean it could be who knows <laughs> Yeah, Manisha. Uh, the entire national, national anthem debate. First of all, if anyone, please see the link below. Tell me if this is a sane man. This General Bakshi is, you know, enough of just because you're a general and you fought a few wars. You, I mean, one has to just take all your bullshit. I mean, shut up, old man. Done. Go home. I don't think he should be invited. I, I think someone needs to spectacle. call out. Even a, <laughs> an anchor, anchor can see that this guy is nuts. What is no, he saying? No, we have a lot, Zaka. I have a lot of respect for what you've done. Fuck that. You cannot have fought a war once 
and now on that say I can shit all over everybody else because I did that once. Mm. I mean, I have a really good friend who lost his dad in the '71 war. I've yet to see him use that even once in an argument. People sitting and say, "What do you know?" He doesn't turn and say, "I know. I lost my dad when I was two. Mm. He was blown up with his tank. They didn't even get his body. He's a completely anti-war guy. I haven't seen him use that. And these jokers." You know, shit all over everybody, and you know who he was arguing with, hmm. and a person who was differently abled who can't stand for the national anthem. My God, this happened. Yeah, I think that was just oh one of the God. lowest points I've seen. I could not. Disgusting. I was really disgusted. My God, disgusting this happened. Disgusting beyond I have measure. Yeah. That. So he's basically arguing with this head. person. What like that? He says, then he you should do this. You should yeah. do this. Why are you filing a case that you don't have to stand? Oh my he God. He was giving all this sort of mudra. The do the pit, whatever this mudra and that mudra. Of course, he didn't use the word mudra because I don't think he understood. But you know, funnily enough, I I come back to this again and again, again and again, and I think this this is where we never, you know, we are ninety percenters. We don't go to the whole hog. Now I don't blame Warren Anderson. He's a crook. His job was to escape. Hmm. I blame the people who let, let him, him escape. escape. Very good point. So I don't blame General Bakshi. He comes there for a reason. I blame this guy, anchor Zaka Jacob. Yeah, why are you calling? Exactly him? what you're saying. We have immense respect for you. We're, what the heck? The guy is differently abled. He's not able to stand. And if you look at the, uh, you know, three four months ago, uh, there was a, a memo which the government of India brought out as who you can stand or not stand under what circumstances. Yeah. Disgusting. It was nauseating. It was so badly mm. nauseating. Yeah. You know, if you have this disease, but still with this half the thing you can stand up. If you have this disease, if you have, you know. Hmm. So I, 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 sorry to say this, I am not siding with the General Bexi, but I am furious at Zaka Jaga because Why I you saw that. I mean, it was disgusting. Absolutely it has to be disgusting. called out. I think it has Sick. to be called out. Um, yeah, yeah, your view. But I also don't know why people were happy about this. I mean, all the court is saying is that it's not mandatory, but you still have to stand up if it's being played. You still have to show respect as what, and the, sure. the hall will also have to ensure that whatever people stand up. And they, they said and that no the hall will have to ensure people. But they basically up. ensure that respect is shown to the national anthem. Now that means that it's up to the PVR guys to make sure that people are whatever standing up when it's played. If the if the and court no says uh, it's not mandatory, then the but uh, if it cinema played, house. No, but, but the cinema halls have issued a statement saying that we will continue to play it because we don't want to be perceived. Yeah. So let I, them let me play. I, I will not. No, I will not stand but up. But then you I, will be hauled up for not standing up. We'll because see. The, the thing says that if you do stand, if it is played, you will have to show respect. The uh, the Supreme Court yeah. says this. So it's no, not I mandatory think, no, no, to play, no, no. I think, but you have to. I think whatever whatever the Supreme Court says, that it is a non-issue now. Uh, already the all the cinema halls they are they have been playing national anthem, and in case they won't play, the RS the the, the all the you know right groups they're going to come and they will and say, Why they it? will indulge into vandalism. That's so, what today's pay. so so I I personally feel that it's a non-issue. I don't think any cinema hall is going to withdraw it. Hmm. Anyway. I don't think so either. Oh. I don't think the they won't withdraw it. People will withdraw. And it. incidentally, it was Congress NCP that brought it in Maharashtra first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know, it's mili bhagat hai in logon ki. But and the other thing that we forget is the guy who actually gave the Supreme Court order that has been rescinded a little bit here was is currently the Chief Justice of yeah. India. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say that yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's, much for that. That's an interesting aspect. Yeah. Okay, uh, so please keep your suggestions handy. I will just end on the note of um, I'll just acknowledge a few mails. I won't read all of them. We have we got too many mails, so we've like selected like five or six. 
प्रकाश अय्यर थैंक यू फॉर योर मेल हीज़ा मैं सब्सक्राइब फॉर थ्री इयर्स लव योर वर्क इन हफ्ता वन फिफ्टी थ्री अभिनंदन आस्ट पॉइंटेडली अराउंड द पैनल फॉर दै कास्ट वेरी इंप्रेसिव यूजली डिस्कशन अबाउट कास्ट ऑलवेज अबाउट द एंटिटीज आउटसाइड एंड इवन वेन दे आर पॉइंटेड इन वर्ड इट्स द हाफ अपॉलोजेटिक नॉट एट बेस्ट आनंद यू वंट हेयर बट आई थिंक यू टॉक अबाउट दिस कास्ट इशू एंड आई वज लाइक जस्ट टू डेमोस्ट्रेट हाउ वॉप्ड आर सोसाइटी इज वी हैड अ पैनल ऑफ फाइव थ्री एंड हाफ फॉर ब्राह्मण सो you know it's it's so ne isme i don't know whether we have time but uh, you know i saw a tweet as well that that actually was tweeted wildly hmm. during this whole issue i think someone said that uh, perhaps the time has come for uh, people in the media i mean he he was actually uh, a little bit angry that why the uh, koregaon Hmm. protests or whatever have not been covered that much so he was hmm. saying they i mean his thesis was they've not, they've not been covered because we don't have a lot of dalit representation right so i didn't have chance because of course i wasn't well otherwise i would responded to that i think he, he was asking for dalit journalists to come in hmm. my contention of course we disagree yeah. but we've had this uh, is not for dalit journalists but for conscientious journalists you know if there are people it doesn't the caste doesn't matter if you realize that this is a problem that i should bring up koregaon i should have the discussion it doesn't matter if you're dalit or not so uh, we seem to be perpetuating this thing that you know only a caste uh, i'm we i'm repeating myself because mm. i remember 6 months ago we had exactly the same discussion same conversation. that why can't a non gay heterosexual person like me fight for gay rights or why can't i fight for dalit but anyway so that that was uh, So he goes on to say uh, both Abhinandan and Madhu have significant experience in the media there must have been interviews or interactions with journalists who were interviewers have they seen any instances of bias against candidates based on caste or has any interviewer mentioned caste of candidates i'll just stop this mail i know madhu has a story about this madhu you want to tell that story about that journalist who told you um no there there is one a young man who contacted me who works for a government television channel and he has changed his name because he says that if i gave my uh, uh, kept my low caste name people would not sit with me in the canteen he would be discriminated against in his salary and promotion and so i said listen this is a story that we need to expose i won't use your name but you have to tell me the whole thing but he just got so scared. scared he says maybe zindagi kharab ho jayegi i have fought so hard for all this and now for me to expose it in even yeah. the risk of it being exposed it's i will not take it so prakash that answers one question so but we don't yeah. know actually we do not know how many people is are as used to be called in america uh, when blacks had enough white blood in them that they could pass for white and they used to be called they used to be whispered about that she is passing or he is passing passing so we don't know how many people are passing people are passing because of high caste people and that is such a sad sad statement that yeah. they have to hide right um, in order to lead normal lives or get normal promotions or get the respect they deserve um there must have been interviews and interaction journalists who are interviewers have they seen any instance of bias against candidates based on caste i'm asking because this is something i wonder about in my own life of work software develop, development there is reservation in university and still during the time i worked in india now for almost a decade in the us i don't come across enough last names which are not clear indications of upper caste then in panel 2 must have had batchmates in college who were low caste reserved quota how are they faring in their career in journalism in my case i did mca masters in computer application from indra prasth university i came to know who all were csc but never got to know who were obc 
except one all SCST batchmates struggle to complete their credits within time. I have interviewed in companies I worked in and never heard even one mention about caste. Um, at most, what would happen if an uncommon last name was on resume, say Neeraj Ghayam, a Masan director? Um, the interview might say, Ghayam ke hote hain? UP Rajasthan, but never heard about caste. So, are we correlating lack of representation with casteism too easily? Is not the root something else? Uh, that's what Prakash asks. I think I'd suggest a story that I had done to be Anand today. <laughs> About two, three years ago. Don't on, my uh, name, I say to be Anand today. <laughs> on a Dalit journalist who died of lung cancer. And I had done a report on him. And that kind of explains how casteism is, is so subtle. It's not always this overt, mean, bad thing in your face that happens to people. But the whole system, how it sometimes just works against you because you come from a certain background. So read it and it'll, it'll tell you a bit about that. See, there are a couple of things, if I can say. You know, uh, two people, I'd, I mean, I, you know, um, uh, Yogendra Yadav and uh, Ashutosh. Now, Ashutosh did not have this thing, but funnily enough, when they were fighting the elections, and uh, Ashutosh also revealed his... Salim, uh, he was trying to appeal to the Muslim vote. I think Muslim Muslim surname is, uh, is Gupta. Yeah. So, you know, and that couldn't have come out had he not told it to anyone mm. because it, it hadn't come out for like 20 years. Mm. But yeah, let me, you know, I've, it's almost become a rule for me now. If you are, you may not come across as casteist, but in my experience, if somebody is proud of his or her caste, somewhere down the line, you even subconsciously or without knowing it, you would indulge in casteism. Sure. If you wear it on your yeah. sleeve, ki bhai, hum to I'm proud hain, of hain, this hain, thing. Hain. You know, that, so being proud of caste, it's itself, I think to me, and I've seen it, you know, I'm not just giving you anecdotal evidence. I've seen it on, it's much more than anecdotal now. Sooner or later, like this Koregaon issue came up, so many people, I thought they weren't ca- casters, you know. But yeah. through their tweets, it just came out. It and just came. overtly, they would not be casters. I've seen them. In their behavior with other people, they're not. But under se hi nikal aati hai, you know. Mm. And that is, and uh, yeah, that's because, Gyar, oh, I'm proud to be Brahmin. Gyar, I'm proud to be this. The, this, this whole homophobic thing also, there are just certain times where you see people who, you know, within family who thought, you know, that they wouldn't be. As soon as they think that our family has no possibility that my son, Bhanja, this, then suddenly they say, "Yar, nah, Then they have. So it's it. it yeah, also, it, also uh, with modern times, I mean, uh, technology and all, people say that the casteism is dying. Hmm. I say it is not dying at all. In fact, it is consolidating. So there is uh, the modernization of tradition. Uh, the all all this caste. Uh, you know, identities are coming up in a different way altogether. So you have a Vaishya Samaj, mm. not in the rural area, right here in the city. Right. So so the, the uh, people have been, you know, reorganizing themselves. Like the Karni, I've just been to Rajasthan, so I saw the Karni all over. Karni Sena. Yeah, Karni Sena all over. Anyway, uh, there are two more emails. I can't read both of them, but thank you, Sahil Ludhyanvi. I love your name. You're not Sahil Ludhyanvi, oh you're Sahil Ludhyanvi. <laughs> Sahil. He says Anand Vardhan is his favorite because of his eclectic intellectual views. Anand, you are a great moderator. Keep up the good work. Uh, my resolution this year is to add 10 subscribers if you include news from eastern states. He's from Assam. He says that Arnab has brought disrepute to because the only Assamese who's famous who we talk about is him. So he says there's lots that's good here. Please do some stories. He says he's already convinced a lot of people to become subscribers other than being subscribed. 
and this year he'll make 10 more scripts. We have to do more reports from the northeast, sir. We must do more reports from. And Sahil, I, and he says, and he's a CA. He says, CA N D Gupta, the AAP candidate of Rajya Sabha is the ex-president of I C A I. So yeah, he has done some public work. My sympathies are with him only because I too am a CA student. <laughs> and I, but I still feel he was not the right pick. But he has done some work. <laughs> so, it's a very beautiful, sweet mail. Thanks, Sahil. And the last uh, mail is from Avijit. It's actually 750 words. You can read this mail. He's done a critique of many of the issues we've discussed. A really smart, sensible critique. And he talks about being a resident of Chembur. And it's a very well. Now he's not attacking the people who were saying that the protests, Dalit protests, are fine. He's saying I'm a resident of Chembur. I was impacted by it. Just because I am opposed to this doesn't mean I endorse casteism. Hmm. I can sure. be. Yeah. I can have because I remember it was happening. A lot of people who said that do this so inconvenient for us. Oh, you living in your ivory towers. I think that was a bit of Shekhar Gupta type of response. Yeah, and it was actually quite shocking. A lot of people were saying that, "Ha, boy, you sell low traffic jams." You know. So president, we told that, boy, I'm president of India. I'm going to sell low. Sell low. तो ये 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 फंडा जो होता है ना यू गो ऑन दी अदर एक्सट्रीम टू काइंड ऑफ यू नो कि भाई जो उन्होंने किया दैट्स रॉन्ग आई थिंक द डिस्टिंक्शन इज यू कैन एक्चुअली देयर इज अ देयर इज अ वर्ड फॉर इट इज कॉल्ड एड होमिनम यू नो व्हेन इंस्टेड ऑफ डिस्कसिंग द इशू यू अटैक द पर्सन राइट अटैक द आइडेंटिटी एंड द कैरेक्टर ऑफ द पर्सन एंड आल्सो समटाइम्स पीपल स्लिप इनटू डिफेंडिंग अ पोजीशन व्हाइल एक्सप्लेनिंग अ फिनोमेनन आई कैन एक्सप्लेन व्हाई दैट ट्रैफिक जाम हैपेंड and why it comes out like for example you can explain naxalism as that when you have nothing to eat and when your children are starving to death picking up a gun is not such a big decision yeah. endorsing does, it is different that does not mean you're saying exactly. yes go out and kill those people yeah. yeah it is still a problem and it still needs to be crushed but explain explaining yeah. something absolutely. and endorsing absolutely. it yeah. is very different but totally, that yeah. was missing absolutely that from media reports yeah. yeah. it was quite shocking actually because what that tells you is next time somebody else who you do uh, not like against your ideology does uh, traffic jams huh. then you will be in a bind huh. ki bhai ye kyun traffic jam you know uh, so, chakka jam kar diya ye kar diya wo kar diya you so can explain uh, it but i mean there is a so anyway i think avijit has very well articulated that so we shall have this mail up uh, so recommendations for the week madhu let's start with you please Well, all I did was read Trump's book. <laughs> It's not Trump's book. He couldn't write an essay, let alone a book. He It's Michael read, Wolff's. Apparently, he can't read more than one sentence. He loses interest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's called so the book uh, on Trump by Michael Wolff called Fire and Fury. Fire and Fury. Read it. Apparently, there's a WhatsApp going around. Um, the book is available on WhatsApp. Can you imagine? Uh, Anand ah. sir, what are your recommendations for the week? Yeah, uh, two uh, recommendations. One would be uh, Vivek's wonderful piece that he's written uh, for News Laundry about mm. the Quint thing. You know, he brings a lot of uh, anecdotes and. Uh, okay. Okay. And um, the other is I saw a very nice film, almost a documentary kind of a film, uh, called Imposter. and it's about uh, it's about a guy who's uh, very lonely who's about 23 years old and who's running around uh, caught in spain and then he decides that uh, look either i choose a life of living in uh, you know this children's homes and things of that sort or i just choose a random house in america who've also lost their child who's gone missing and uh, so he chooses someone who's who's who uh, went missing when he was 13 doesn't look this guy is blonde blue eyed the other guy is black with you know this thing and how the whole thing you know he then dons this persona 
and fools the uh, the family. It's yeah, just, but don't tell the ending. No, of course What's not. What's it so called? What? Imposter. Imposter. Yeah. It's, it's on a documentary. Uh, is there on Netflix? I think it is. Yeah. No, where, where did you watch it? Uh, let's not go down that road. What's our push to here? This one is for grammar nerds. It's an essay on uh, the M dash, which is a punctuation which I love. It's nice. What's M dash? It's a long dash. When okay. you're writing, you use a long dash. So what's the essay called? So the essay is about the M dash. I oh see. God! Whenever I see M dash, I used to delete it and put the smaller dash. I didn't know this M dash <laughs> business. All right. What does M dash signify, Manisha? M dash is the long dash that you use while writing. You often use it as a colon, hmm. in place of a as colon. A, use it. As, as a colon. 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 Okay. Hyphen. Hmm. A R Rahman had his party on January six, so I will suggest that uh, he, his his website is under construction. Hmm. A R Rahman dot com. So, but still, if you just go to that website, you can get uh, to know a lot more about Rahman, uh, his national as well as international, uh, you know. Uh, work and also a book by Nasreen Munni Kabir uh, on A.R. Rahman, The Spirit of Music, mm-hmm. where uh, he has been interviewed and it brings out, uh, you know, the spiritual uh, part of Rahman and his music. He converted to Islam. Yeah, he converted to, 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 he converted to yes. Islam because uh, I think he was a Khayyam's disciple who was basically was a shagird of a very famous. Um, Indian musician who was Muslim. No, I think he wasn't. Uh, his career wasn't going anywhere, and then he was told that yes, if you convert, really? then yes. yeah. I By who? It comes from the mother. Yes. No, the faith. No. 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 It, he, the he change embraced. in faith. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. I have two recommendations. One is a podcast, as usual, and the other is a book. The podcast is Mark Blith or Blythe. I don't know how you pronounce it. State of the Union. It's on Radio Open Source. I think. Um, Christopher Lydon is one of the most spectacular conversationalist. Kya kehte hain? Conversationalist kehte hain? Conversationalist. Conversationalist, yeah. He can bring out the brilliance in a person like nobody else can. Uh, Who is he, uh, Christopher Lydon. And this okay. Mark Blith is a Brown University professor. He has this lovely, I think it's a Scottish accent. And he's so irreverent. He explains... Varand. He explains, you know, uh, economic um, uh, trends and cycles... Really simple terms. Um, he's uh, irreverent of American politics, and it's a really intelligent discussion. I loved it. And the other book is uh, the other thing I would recommend is I've just about finished it. I'll probably finish it tonight. The last few pages left is uh, Sir Alex Ferguson's autobiography. I couldn't stand the man because I couldn't stand Manchester United. I thought it was one of the most horrible teams. They killed the, the game. Um, What? How? I I'll we'll discuss that on another podcast <laughs> uh but uh, when you read his biography you do realize uh, that this man was actually a spectacular genius i mean i always get pissed off why does he get so much bhav like why is he such a big deal and um, yeah so i think it's it's a great learning that there is something to learn from even someone you can dislike so much so yeah to pick it up on that note thank you panel thanks madhu thank we you. hope the fire gets thank fixed you. So you can join us Thank you. soon. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you, panel. Thank you. This week's song is dedicated to you, South Delhi elites. Tum sala gandalog. Yes, you know. Or aadhar pe baat nahi karne ka. Sala mein to saab ban gaya. Eh? Saab ban ke kaisa tan gaya? 
ये सूट मेरा देखो ये बूट मेरा देखो जैसे गोरा कोई लंदन का ऑल द न्यूज लॉन्ड्री पॉडकास्ट्स आर अवेलेबल ऑन स्टिचर आईट्यून्स एंड एनी अदर पॉडकास्ट प्लेटफॉर्म प्लीज सब्सक्राइब टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री हेल्प अस कीप न्यूज इंडिपेंडेंट टू कैच ऑल आवर पॉडकास्ट्स ऑन न्यूज पॉप कल्चर करंट अफेयर्स एंड स्पोर्ट विजिट newslaundry.com फॉलो अस ऑन फेसबुक ट्विटर एंड इंस्टाग्राम and subscribe to our youtube channel